This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. So, John, let's shift gears and get to the uh, preseason game coming up Friday night in Los Angeles. Nine o'clock kickoff. So it's a late one. Um, let's play a little uh, pregame six pack. You and I go back and forth with things that we're going to be watching for in this game. Let's help the people out. Almost a viewing guide, if you will, for the, uh, the game on Friday night. John, I'll let you kick off the festivities here. The... First team offense, which should not be missing as many starters, has to be better, specifically Davis Mills, from the get-go. They can't afford to struggle again like they did uh, in that game against the Saints. Mills needs to get people fired up. Um, yeah, I agree with that. That the uh, the first uh, the, those first couple drives were were tough to watch, John. I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll take mine, my first one here in the six pack and, um, and just get a little more specific. Uh, the offensive line needs to be better. And specifically, I'm hoping that we get to see Kenyon green for the first time um, that we, I know he may not be out there with the first unit. Um, but if, if Kenyon green can get on the field, if he can do enough to where he's starting for this team, maybe not week one, but early in the season, all of a sudden, I'm feeling really, really good about this this rookie class. I think most people are pretty excited about Stingley. Petrie was one of the best players on the field on Saturday night against uh, the Saints, and he's been one of the best players on the field throughout training camp. Man, if Kenyon Green can just get in there, get in shape, get going, he's coming back from a concussion, which oddly enough makes me feel better than if it were a knee. Yes, I, yes. you know, like I, I feel like a bad person when I see that it was a concussion and I'm like, Oh, phew, it's just his brain, you know, not his knee. Um, but it's football that the fact of the matter is I want the guy on the field. Um, so interior of the offensive line is one for me specifically if Kenyon green gets on the field, I want to see him play. I, I want to see him I'm not going to say play to a level where he's, you know, he looks like a starter from day one. I'm not saying play to that level, but play to a level where I feel like, okay, this kid's moving in the right direction. Make me feel good about yourself. Kenyon green. That's what I want. How do you get a concussion when you're not hitting and you're wearing that new beehive on your head? That's that was yeah. kind of strange. And he green had not done anything up to that point to make me think, yes, this guy's worth that pick. Now he should, eventually because they know what they're doing but he needs to play in this game and he needs to play against the 49ers and he needs to show them that he's ready to take that next step and get in the lineup it's not like he's going up against good players he's got justin mccrane he's got max sharping yeah and it's only a matter of time he's in key is can he show enough in these next two to put him uh to have them start him against the colts my sec, my other one, Sean, is mm -hmm. my next one, is Derek Stingley Jr. He mm -hmm. should play in this game. He's another one. He needs to play some in this game, more in the next game. 
because he's going to be tested. He's a rookie. Doesn't matter if he's third overall pick, one of the highest graded, highest drafted cornerbacks in NFL history. People will test any rookie, and he needs to play in this game, and we're going to watch him very closely. And something that I'm interested in, and we talked about this on uh, Payne and Pendergast this week, how much zone will he play? How mm -hmm. much zone did he play at LSU where he was a man corner and covered was all over receivers? And does he have the discipline to do that? He certainly has the athleticism. And so I can't wait to see how Lovey Smith uses him when he's playing. Yeah. So you think he plays on Friday, huh, John? I just don't think you can win the last game, play him, and then start him in the first game against the Colts. One game to me is not enough. Yeah, I don't I, I don't feel as confident as you do. I hope you're right. I don't know that I feel as confident just based on the way Lovey kind of phrased things about when he got asked about Stingley playing in this game. Uh, I just I'm totally reading body language and reading into words and things like that. So I hope you're right. And I hope my gut instinct is, is wrong on that. But I'm with you. If he plays, that is that shoots to the top of the list for me is not just how he plays, but how he looks, how he moves, how's the foot, all those things. Every time he's gotten out on the field during training camp, it's looked pretty good, right? I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't look like somebody who's hindered by an injury right now. But they, John, they very clearly came in with a plan for him that they've not been making it up as it goes along. Like, it feels like they came in with a plan for him that they put together, like, back in April when they drafted him and said, this is how, you know, they looked at the foot and said, here's, foot looks good, but here's what your schedule is going to look like from now until September the 11th when we play the Colts. Doesn't it feel that way to you? Like, they've had a yeah, plan. And, and if he plays, if he doesn't play against the Rams and he only plays against the uh, 49ers and then has over two weeks to get ready for the Colts, that shows that that to me is kind of dangerous, not yeah. physically, but putting him out there with only one game or part of a game, and then you're throwing him to the wolves. Yep. But it's not like he's playing against great receivers in that first game or the second game or the third game because mm -hmm. they go to Denver and they go to Chicago. So it's not like that he's going to be getting burned by a great one. So if he doesn't play, it's going to be a disappointment because we all want to see him. We hope he has a debut like Jalen Petrie did when Jalen Petrie made tackles around the line of scrimmage like he did at Baylor. Yep, no doubt. All right, my second one, John, we're doing the pregame six-pack. Uh, John and I laying out some things for you guys to take a look at and watch out for in the game. Mine is Nico Collins, and I'm anxious to see if they expand the, the – uh, you know, the amount of time the starters play, you know, they only played two series, both series went three and out. So we saw virtually nothing from the offense. I'm not wild about Nico Collins getting the, the, the veteran kid glove treatment where he was basically off with all the other starters who either didn't play or only played a couple series. And he's sitting there with no pads on hanging out on the sideline after two series. He's a guy, first of all, he's only a second year guy. Secondly, it's not like he's coming off a rookie year. It's not like he was, you know, Jamar Chase or something like that. You know, he's he 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 doesn't have that degree of cachet yet. Three, he hasn't played much football, period, over the last few years. You know, he hasn't he hasn't played substantial, like consecutive tons of football since 2019. He had a injury, he had a season last year that was kind of choppy because of injuries along the way. And then he didn't play at all in 2020. Nico Collins needs to get on the field. And then once he gets on the field, I want to see all the things that we've seen in drills and in practice translate into a game situation, because when he's gotten on the field in practice, he's been very, very good. Well, that'll be up to Davis Mills. 
I think Pep Hamilton's seen enough of him in the offseason program and training camp to take that kind of uh, tact with him. And I would expect he would play more in this game and then a little more in the last game. They got a lot of – they got a tough cuts coming at receiver. Yes. Now, they can put him on the practice squad. But who would have thought Jalen Camp was going to fight his way onto the roster? You have three veterans in Dorsett, Conley, and more. You know, what happens to them? And uh, so uh, I'm eager to see Collins because he's clearly the second receiver to Brandon Cooks, and there's a big gap in there. Yep. I don't need to see Brandon Cooks again. No. Nope. You know, play, play him a quarter or a couple of series in the third quarter. He, I mean, third preseason game because he's ready to go. He's been ready to go since the first day of training camp. That's why I'd rather see the young guys and Collins as a young guy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yep. No doubt. All right. Who's your last one, John? Uh, the last one is the guy that I projected would be in the running for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year and a thousand-yard rusher. I want to see more of Damian Pierce. Now, I'm not talking about getting 10 carries, 10 catches. Give him five or six more. And because he looked great, averaged nine yards a catch, carry, and pro football focus had him the highest rate of running back of the preseason. It's pretty ob- obvious He's special, Sean. You see him make those cuts. You see him that time when he ran over that defensive back, and he's got speed. He can block. You know, he can catch, and he's not a secret weapon. And that's why I I said and tweeted that if he's not in the lineup against the Colts, they're not putting their best team on the field because he's clearly better than Marlon Mack. Not success like Mack had, but Mack's coming off two injury-plagued years, and he just doesn't move like Damian Pierce. No, no. I mean, it says something. John, I don't want to diminish Damian Pierce's performance on Saturday. You know, I'm I'm, I'm as uh, – I won't say I'm as big a Pierce fan as you because I don't think anybody's as big a Pierce fan as you, but I'm a big fan of Damian Pierce. Um, it says a lot about where this franchise has been at the running back position for the last half decade Aesthetic. or so. Aesthetic. It says a lot that five carries from a rookie running back in a preseason game have the city going gaga and ready to throw a parade for him uh, because, you know, he and, and again, it was a great performance, no doubt about it. It's five carries in a preseason game and every, he, everybody's ready to uh, to anoint him. And I am, too. I think he should start for this team. I totally agree with your take that if they don't put him out there to get the the frontline share of the reps, you know, I don't think anybody's on this team is going to be a bell cow and I don't want them to treat him like a bell cow. I don't want him burning 250 carries for a team that wins four games. I just want him to get enough carries to where he continues to develop as a player so that when this team gets competitive again, that he's the guy you lean on in the running game. But I just think like, I don't know that I've ever seen a preseason five carry performance from a guy who was in, in the second half generate more buzz than Damian Pierce on Saturday against the Saints. I still believe they need another running back. Yes. And I think they need another veteran running back because somebody has got to, like you said, he's not going to be a bell cow. Yeah. You know, if they, as a rookie, if they could get him 15 to 20 touches as a 
runner and a receiver, and that would help Davis Mills, would help the defense. But somebody else has got to be able to come in and take some uh, take some of the load off of him. And maybe it's Marlon Mack. You know, I don't know that it's Rex Burkhead. It wouldn't surprise me. Of two positions, I think I could see Casario looking for either when cuts are made or trade a low pick, another tight end who could block, and another veteran running back. Yep, I think those are good ones. All right, my last one, John, in the six-pack, pregame six-pack, is the similar to the wide receiver on offense. I think there's numbers developing and interesting decisions to be made along the defensive line for this team based on some of the things that we saw the second and third units doing in that Saints game and really some of the things we've seen throughout camp. I think it's a more athletic defensive line than they've had the last couple of years. Um, you know, they, they brought back some guys that, uh, that did some good things last year, like Malik Collins. Um, you know, Jonathan Grenard was their best player on the defensive line last year. Uh, Ross Blacklock is still a guy who I, you know, they're going to give him a long, hard look to see if he's a guy that is worth holding on to. But some of those guys that are sort of at the back end of that position group, uh, position group, Okoronkwo had a couple of sacks and some pressures. Derek Rivers had a couple sacks where it looked like he was shot out of a cannon. And then my guy, Big Heine, John, who I heard that I heard you on In the Loop say that he wasn't going to make the 53 man roster today. I heard you. Don't, don't don't think you get off that easy. Big Heine, John, Big Heine, number 69, Kurt Heinish is doing things. So I'm going to be uh, dialed in on that battle for spots i guess what probably eight nine and ten on the defensive line right now i don't know how many they break camp with usually a minimum of eight but maybe you know in a four three uh eight or nine defensive linemen i think there's some really really interesting battles uh developing along that defensive line when i said i thought carnage would be on the practice squad landry locker almost bit my head off and said, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, no, that's Sean Pender. <laughs> He's a golden domer. Yeah. So if, if Heinish can play well enough these last two games and in camp and work his way onto the roster, then that means there's going to be somebody get cut. Who's a veteran, you know, could it be Blacklock? You know, they've got, They've got, with Jerry Hughes outside, Mario Addison outside, Rasheem Green moves inside in passing situations. They started Blacklock in that game. Yeah. And Blacklock has a problem. He he doesn't beat double-team blocks. Mm. He needs to be in a different system where he can come in off the bench and just charge up the field, try to get the quarterback. But would they keep a guy like Kynish over him? Hey, if he earns it, they'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that last thing you said there, John, I think resonates the most. Like I, I, and I don't think Nick Casario is afraid to look at it and go, he's, he deserves to be on the team. He certainly doesn't have any emotional ties to Ross Blacklock. I can tell no. you that right now. No. Um, so there you go. So there are six things for you guys to watch the pregame six pack for the Rams and the Texans, nine o'clock kick on uh, Friday night. You can hear it on sports radio, six ten pregame Texans countdown, starting at six o'clock with me and, Seth Payne, Clint Sterner, and I'll be on the uh, post game. 